At Deland Gibson, we strive to educate our clients and the public on finer aspects of risk. For this podcast, BOR stands for Brothers of Risk. Chip and Ted Gibson will dive into important topics on risk management, insurance, employee benefits, HR consulting, and what's going on at DG. We will try to translate the complicated contract and policy-laden insurance world into pragmatic advice, all while bantering as brothers and partners at Delane Gibson. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Brothers of Risk podcast. My name is Ted Gibson. I'm here with uh, the other brother, Chip Gibson. Say hello, Chip. Hello, Chip. Today, you know, we're really uh, excited for Garrick Toll. He is um, the first, second time attendee of the Brothers of Risk podcast. So welcome back, well, Garrick. First, first was, was Risky Chicks. Oh, Risky Chicks. That's right. Well, so got, you're, you're on a roll. Ted, I got to say, uh, thank you very much for having me. The Risky Chicks were a much better looking group than being here with the Brothers of Risk. Depends on who you ask. This is true. Very fair. Uh, but Chip, also nice to see you. Welcome. Welcome back. And I was thinking about it. We haven't even been on the, on the Risky Chicks, Ted. No. And it's still a sore subject. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, well, today, uh, for this podcast, we just wanted to give a little history on our relationship with, with Garrick and, and how he works has worked with Delane Gibson and now with us at Delane Gibson. So really excited to have him on board. Uh, I think it first started when you were an underwriter at Quincy Mutual. Correct. Yes. Uh, I don't have enough gray hairs. It was that long ago, but I was there for 10 years of uh, my 20 plus year experience in the insurance industry. 10 years. I didn't realize it was that long. Yeah. Surprise, there aren't any more grays. Yeah. <laughs> you guys you are kind. Them. Yeah, every now and then. You know, you got to. You got to keep it lively. Keep the people guessing. Um, I'm moved more towards a Mitt Romney, where it's just like over the years. But anyway. Hey, let's get the Bain account. I'll be all for it. <laughs> 100%. And I think at, at Quincy, you were our direct underwriter for a little bit. And I just remember you being Mr. No. Yes. Like, like, uh, can we write that? Nope. Nope, nope, nope. So... There were stringent guidelines, you know, and well, the, your reputation around here wasn't great. Let's just say that. But yeah, and I think, and then you moved to Chubb, and joking, it, I was just like talking with Kendra, our director of personal lines. Chubb came in, was like, "Well, Garrett Toll is going to be our next marketing rep." I was like, "Oh shit, he's Mister No." So, uh, so that was that was the first thing. But honestly, things couldn't have flipped more since that point in time. I well, mean, I mean, I just think it was a role change, and you like kind of came out of your shell with like what you found out you were really interested in what you wanted to do, and that's being with people, building relationships, and all of that. I mean, sitting behind a desk is part of the job, but you know, going from underwriting to like a marketing role, it's just completely different. And like thousand percent. Yes. Yes. I mean, you as an underwriter is, is scary because <laughs> it's, uh, you, you, it's just not, not you. I was a good librarian. I could check those boxes, pull out the catalog card, make sure the company was going to make a buck, but being more gregarious and especially working in a firm like Deland, that just brings someone's personality out. Yeah. And so, so it was, it was fun to, um, you know, get to know you more and bringing you in to the fold. We wrote more business and we um, just had a, had a great relationship with Chubb. You know, some of the f- more fun aspects of that were getting invited to some of the Chubb events. One of the best ones ever that I, I had was the uh, Tennis Hall of Fame. Garrick, why don't you explain the 
whole week of the of the Chubbs Tennis Hall of Fame because it's an unbelievable event. And uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. They do a great job. It is. a uh, Fantastic week. Excited it's coming up again this year. Uh, Post-COVID, they're going to be uh, doing their Tennis Hall of Fame event. And what that means is, for the folks listening, Newport, uh, if you haven't been, it's a beautiful town. Get down there. It houses the International Tennis Hall of Fame. It's a future uh, home to Abby's wedding. Uh, oh, yep. from the Risky Chicks. We like this. Folks, yep. we'll get the, the Tennis Hall of Fame? No, just in Newport. In Newport. But we'll get you the address and date so you can come down and watch um you know it's always good to be in the back of a church with not an invite so it's great the tennis hall of fame is a week-long event it's the tournament of champions and one of the large sponsors is chubb and with that they are able to partner with local agencies uh, like ourselves along with a client of chubb directly and they host a number of different functions throughout the week it also brings in, as you can imagine, senior leaders from Chubb who love uh, to go to great events, take lots of fo- fun photos with folks, and uh, have a cocktail or two. But what's really important about that, it's not just all glitz and glam, is the agents like Chip and Ted are then having the opportunity to meet these senior leaders of Chubb, which builds a further relationship and really... It comes to a combination of like, hey, we need something, you're there. I now know Paul Crump. I know Cheryl Cummings. I know, I'm just going down the list of other folks there. Yeah, uh, Mitch Mary, and Rich. Mitch Schmidt, Mary Parsons. Like, all great people that, you know, yes, on a phone call or a Zoom, it's one way to get to know someone. Being at an event face-to-face, you know, you learn a lot more. Oh, you do have kids. Okay, you know. Yeah. Oh, no, you like to sail great like who knew yeah so that's the long-winded explanation but it leads into an event um friday and saturday evenings yeah in in what i think it's like thursday and friday chubb is really generous in allowing us agents to bring uh, centers of influence uh that we work with on a a day-to-day basis to the test to a lunch where they get a chance to learn about chubb and what chubb does and how they're a leader in the industry um, and honestly, they, they get to uh, develop relationships with the executives at, at Chubb as well. So it's a really, really nice event. And um, I got invited one year to the big dinner. Saturday yeah. night. Yes. So Ready to rumble. I was taking my wife, Liz. We got babysitter. Oh, we, I think we brought the kids to the Marriott and got a babysitter in the Marriott and, and went out to... Um, the event, where was it? It was at but, one of the but mansions. But you you've got to back up to Liz's first thought of having to go to another insurance event. Yeah. Or, so, or, or everyone's wife. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> yeah, so I mean. Or spouse. Spouse, not, significant not, other. Not that she doesn't enjoy nice things, but when it's work-related, she feels like she has to be on. And you, know, and you do. You have to talk to people, which like the three of us at this table are naturally gregarious and personable, where she's just like, look, I'm getting away from the kids. I want to relax. So I'm like, Liz, nope, we're going to this insurance dinner. It's going to be awesome. She's like, sure, Chip. I'm sure it's going to be awesome. But well, she's like, but I do like Newport. So let's go to the beach. And I remember we went to the beach. And I remember texting you, be like, what's the dress code for tonight? And I told her the wrong thing. So she was all worried about wearing the wrong dress. But anyway, <laughs> back to the event. It was, uh, it was fantastic. And uh, we were at one of the mansions. Marble for, House. Marble House, which is just ridiculous in its own sense. It was like Indeed. Just, just gorgeous. We get there for cocktails. Um, it was just a beautiful night. We're hanging out. And we found that they were... 
the Tennis Hall of Fame was anointing Andy Roddick. Correct. And I was like, Liz, his wife Brooklyn Decker is going to be here. Supermodel, like this could be cool. Then uh, I don't know where when it came up, Garrick, but you were like, and guess who they're really good friends with who is also going to be here? John Legend and Chrissy Teigen. Yes. That's when Liz was like, this is the best insurance fan I've ever been to <laughs> in my entire life. She's like, they're really, she's like, you're lying. They're not going to be here. Liz is a huge fan of John Legend. I still remember she was like, I went for a run today and all I listened to was John Legend songs and now I'm going to meet him tonight. And I was like, well, meet him tonight, maybe, but we'll be in like a 200-person room in the same room. So close enough. Um, but, but So in Good the impersonation of her voice, by the way. Yeah, yeah sorry. I guess I will work well, on that Well, she's from New Jersey. Makes sense. <laughs> so then we, then we see Andy Roddick, who like really wasn't that nice and uh, was going through the motions in terms of like his one-liner on why he needed to be there. But uh, the star of the show was was Garrick at first being like, you know, Chubb is the presenting sponsor here. We are going to meet John Legend and Chrissy Teigen. So uh, you grabbed my wife's hand, walked right up to them, and they couldn't have been more nice. They they spoke to you guys, took pictures, and it was, like, super cool. It was um, very so. cool. And for an insurance event, 100% cool. I had fortunately, just before getting the courage up to bring... Uh, Liz over to meet them. I had met John in the Porta Polity trailer uh, unit um, on the side of the tent. So we'd broken the ice. Great um, first introduction. Which was just like, okay, here we go. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And people, uh, Brooklyn Decker, photos with her as well. Chip's right, like Andy was a bit cold. Maybe it was an overwhelming weekend with a lot going on. But man, the, the stars, man, they were the stars. Yeah, um, 100%. And, uh, and my star was I sat next to Paul Crump, who was, I believe at the time, running personal lines of Chubb uh, America. Uh, yes. Chubb America. And uh, we just nerd, insurance nerded it up, talked about, I was like, what's the future of insurance? What are you doing? And he, we were talking about sensors and now how home sensors are going to be the next big thing as far as they're so cheap and they can be put in everywhere from the attic to sense water down to the basement and the boiler for heat and really a lot of those things this was probably four years ago five years ago five six oh gosh it was five it's five it's gonna be six years this it's amazing but but those conversations that he had are, are really coming true now where there's way more sensors insurance companies are actually pushing this type of stuff so from you know the relationship side of things like like garrick was saying earlier it's really awesome to develop that, to learn about the future. And honestly, it was so really cool to get a note from him the next morning at like 5 a.m. Uh, saying, nice to meet you. Here's my contact information. So I was really impressed. And that was a really, really good night. To jump a little bit further ahead, we became friends. And then I invited you to the member guest at Braeburn. And that was a, another event in itself. We had... <laughs> Truly an event. It was such an honor to be invited, and I played Braeburn before with you. You had invited me in such a tremendous course and operation as a big golf fan myself. It was really exciting to see and the memorabilia they have in the clubhouse about the tournaments that have been held there. There are a lot of stories here. I think one of the best ones was that our name was on the top of the leaderboard and Ted's was on the bottom. <laughs> Ted, do you want to describe that finish? Was that the year I won or was that... No, this no. was the year that you had uh, Fromberg up and you guys were well, that's, in, that's, in last part in the flight. <laughs> I hope um, Brian isn't listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is just brotherly love. Uh, Ted is a phenomenal golfer and could wipe the floor with both of us. Not that day with strokes, though. Not that. That's right. I was a strong I only, 11. I only play real golf. <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we um, so from my point of view too, it was like I strictly brought Garrick there as friends, but that's what I was like seeing his magnetic personality and seeing him be able to navigate a room and just meet people and have like a magnetic personality. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, this guy needs to be in sales. Like that, you know, it's like when you make friends that easily, and when um, it's just you know a part of the personality of the way it's with Garrick. So I was just thinking, you know. Maybe there's, you know, a way down the road that we could connect and join forces because it's impressive. I would say the only thing that that was bad was the next day you didn't make any friends was because you made five birdies on quota day. Yeah. um, People were bitching to me about your handicap. And I was just like, look, this is golf. This is golf. The golf gods were there. We got hot. Um, you know, it's not every day you make a 45-foot putt with, like, four breaks in it. Like, come on. <laughs> that's just luck. I know. Um, it was awesome. That also might have been the, you know, swing oil, you know, assisting with a the flow. A little bit of that. So these these things are good. Okay. Um, I just almost fell out of my chair. I think that was the golf god saying something. <laughs> yeah. But it really, it furthered that relationship is... Chip saying, like, yeah, we talked a lot. I saw Chip interact and Ted with their mutual clients at the club. And I'm like, wow, you know, I've been on at that point, oh, uh, gosh, like 18 years on the carrier side. It's like, wow, this is a lot different. Um, although it's still you're being gregarious and outgoing. You're now interacting directly with the client versus, say, repping one product and pushing that. Yeah, 100%. And then that was when was the, it was the first year of COVID was when we did it, the, the, the last time we played in the member guest. And, uh, you know, through COVID, life happens. It was just, you know, a lot of Zoom calls and uh, getting through the winter. But then when the spring came around, I was pleasantly surprised to get an email or text, I forget what it was, saying like, hey, let's get lunch. So that's when uh, the three of us met for lunch and decided to... Uh, yeah, even even before, I don't know if we've told you this, Garrick, but even before like we had that lunch to kind of talk about like what was on our mind and so forth, everything we've talked about from Tennis Hall of Fame to your experience uh, at Chubb and Berkeley won, and then just you as a person and how, you know, we feel you are gregarious, you're a great person and so forth like like this is like a perfect combination of like what like dg needs like we have we have a great team but we're always looking to expand and get great people to continuously join us this with your background on how the companies think about things like how they would think about a client being proposed to them as a risk they want to insure like you're able to talk to the team and to the clients about those water sensors that you know chip reference that chubb chubb pushes so we were really energized from like that first text or email whatever it was and just glad the the not that the lunch wouldn't have gone well but you know you know glad <laughs> sure. that we were both on the same page afterwards that we want to continue the conversation because we just felt it was a great fit from like day one 100 percent. yeah the ability to talk about value versus price and those are like the Things that are easy to say off the bat, but very hard to articulate and educate people on. And that's a gift that Garrick has and, a, and something that really fits our mentality when working with the, our 1900 Club, the private client group. Because really, it's about value. It's about the coverage. It's about the services offered. And really, each company has a different appetite and a little different fit. And really, knowing that intimately is a key to our success. So, as Ted and I explained 
our side of what we saw in you, why don't you go into and humor us <laughs> with, with why, you know, YDG? Sure. You know, and it, it's beyond the friendship. I think another interesting part beyond the friendship is saying like, gosh, you really want to work with friends? Uh, yeah. I'll say like, that's like a scratch that I had on my uh, negative list. You know, we have one relationship. How much is it going to change? So I've now been here four months, I think, uh, February, March, April, May. Yeah, we're into we're into month five. It's been fantastic. No regrets, greener pastures, really loving the experience and learning something new every day. The agency side is so different than the carrier side. You don't have to wear um, socks. Uh, what's that? You don't have to wear socks. You don't have to wear socks. I can wear joggers to work. Is that written into still, the offer letter? There were a couple things written into that okay. offer letter. Yeah, that was one of them. That was one of them. That is an excellent point, Ted. <laughs> but it, it wasn't just like, oh, hey, what are we going to come to here and I'll use my expertise? There were other agencies that I've talked to in the past but they're not like Delane Gibson um, or DG for sure, right? Uh, when I look at uh, DG, it's a fourth generation operation that's passed through the ranks and not just passed, but purchased and sold to the family members. And in the insurance industry, if you're not aware, over the last 10 years, there's been a massive amount of M&A activity. So mergers and acquisitions, it's just nonstop. So you come to DG and we're independent and... Chip and Ted have a vision for the future that I think is really important. And I, you know, scratched my head a little and said, okay, if they're going to remain independent for this much uh, longer, but the future looks great. You know, when you walk into the offices here, they have the strategic goals for the organization. They're posted everywhere. Uh, That's not like every office. Many agencies that have been absorbed through M&A have lost their identity, have just become a number. And I didn't want to be a number, nor at an agency that was this number. So we have numbers here, but everyone knows how they're contributing to that. And that's super important. There's also the vision of, you know, how do we continue to grow? Like this isn't just let's sit back and ride the laurels. Like there are a lot of exciting things coming in the near future for the firm. So it just, is it checked those boxes in coming from somebody that was very you know, comfortable on a carrier side with a steady paycheck from a Fortune 200 carrier, like that's easy. You know, you you check it off and then you're going to go off to a firm of 72 or so people. Uh, It was a big change, Um, but it's been fantastic. Everything except for the interior design. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, again, when the housewives from New Jersey and, you know, things are (laughs) happening. Um, No, but uh, with standards as high as yours, like... Nobody can it's, compete. No one can. No. Um, but we want to keep our overhead low so that we can deliver so, better services so to the clients. So that's why you're not involved in that process. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Not authorized. And, and uh, it's, it's only been you know five or so months since you joined us, but give us some examples of some of the things that are different that you've done. I, you went to New York. Went to TFAF. Yes. Is that, my, is that the right acronym? That yeah. Not, yeah. That's yeah. Uh, the European Fine Art uh, Association and Foundation, excuse me. And that was great. There was on the side, like I was invited by um, a friend and COI, a center of influence that refers business from Bank of America. And they are the lead sponsor of this event. And we were able to go down and meet high level executives, clients of the bank, see beautiful art that is just mind blowing. And it's an experience that I wouldn't have had in my prior life, but now I'm networking on a different way and learning about what, you know, current trends are going on in the art world. 
and it was Art Week or kind of Fair Week, I think they call it in New York. So we went to Nada. Uh, which is another fair of emerging artists. So, you know, you go from one event where there's art for millions and millions of dollars, and then you go to the next event, and you're like, okay, there's a piece for $5,000. Like, you know, it's more maybe manageable for that person that's starting their collection. Um, So great stuff like that. And those events are important because they get the Deland name out, they get my name out, people learn about the firm, because I... As you can tell, I talk to a stone wall. So, yeah, and also uh, elevates your acumen around the art world. Sure. And so, when clients have large schedules, you are more in tune with what that is—the values. Honestly, understanding the industry and how the values are going. I mean, over the past ten years, the art values have almost says really skyrocketed. So, I'm not sure what the last eighteen months have done, or what they're, the next eighteen months are going to do to the value of art. But that's something that we need to keep our finger on the pulse of to make sure that insurance programs are up to date. Yes, 100%. You also just missed the Met Gala, right? Yes. So back, you know, on our lifestyles of the rich and famous and the stars, the Met Gala had just happened uh, right down the street. We were staying at the Carlisle, which is just fantastic if you ever have the chance to get there. Even if it's just to the bar, they've got some very famous drinks on there uh, named after former presidents and first ladies. You also have the Mark Hotel. So just the place, the whole city atmosphere of New York was buzzing. It was really fun to see. We had some beautiful weather one day and it reminded you like kind of pre-COVID, wow, like people do like to get out. They're having a great time. Um, Somebody is having a martini at lunch. Uh, You know. (laughs) His name was Garrick. His name was Garrick. But just great, good things like that and keeping your eye, you know, eye peeled to see who you might catch walking around. Yeah, it's fun to live vicariously through you on your Instagram page to see the Mark, the Carlisle, all that stuff because... You know, I'm I'm not getting there that often, but uh, you're covering the T-ball field. It's okay. I know high noon's the T-ball field, (laughs) or or uh, you know cocktails at the mark. Yeah, all all good, all good. But uh, to wrap it up, wanted to just get your goals. So we even failed to mention this earlier. Garrick is now the director of our private client group, which is called the the 1900 Club. So what are some of your goals for Delane Gibson and the 1900 Club? And then also individually as an advisor, you know, taking your first steps into the agency side. Sure. All great questions and wouldn't be here without a mission and goals. I think sometimes we call them rocks as well. Internally here. 90 day sprints. 90 days trying to get things done. Um, If you have looked at my photo online here, you will see I'm not a sprinter. I love any type of mechanized vehicle um, that is going to help me uh, get around. But importantly for the goals. um, Didn't you break your arm on something? Oh, yeah. Well, So how can you promote that you like to be moving on things that... Well, that I don't have to walk. Like, I don't... No, I understand that, but still. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, I got injured, but came back, bounced back. My golf handicap's up. I'm ready to play. Any Um, videos from the the restaurant that you crashed in front of? uh, No. Fortunately, there was no found video, or at least I didn't search for it. But (laughs) just, folks, if from the insurance side of the world, if your kids ask you to get them an electric scooter... Just say no. It's like having a trampoline. You don't need one. They go too fast. You can fly through the air. I felt like Superman, uh, but not so much on the landing. Then Mr. Glass. Yeah, then Mr. Glass. Uh, Sorry, you were on a roll. Yeah, it's okay. No, um, it's important. The the goals, right? So coming in, there have been a number number of things that are important and want to navigate carefully. I want to give recognition to uh, Kendra Logie, who's been here at the agency for 29 years and managed the PL department. Not for all of those, but 
many, many years now. And man, with the acquisitions that the agency and the vision, um, I don't know if you knew, but um, this office purchased Dickey Insurance in South Dennis and the Keefe Agency in Franklin last year, which really helped us grow from a revenue and people population. So Kendra had too much on her plate. So that also kind of helped open the door for when I came in, in working with the 1900 Club. Two great uh, seasoned account managers. Don't let them sell you short that they're anything less. They've got uh, great designations behind their names, Bobby and Dio Linda. So here to... The brains behind the, the, the organization. Bra- yeah, exactly. The brains behind the operation. I'm here to smile. But with them, the idea here is like they've got great knowledge, but I can bring the scope in the picture of saying like, well, this is how the carrier's thinking about it. Let's look at going after this account on this angle, or let's pivot and change because what we found out and help coach them. And also I've learned a lot from them since I'm coming to the agency side. So it's been twofold, but importantly as well, like making sure we're asking our clients the right questions and the right questions every time. Accounts are constantly changing and people think of their insurance last. Um, We're the last people that they call. So the big thing is, does your financial plan and succession plan match your insurance plan? Nine times out of ten, the answer is no. Um, and oh, I just set up a guests. trust. Oh, I just set up an LLC. Yeah. So, like, that, those are just some of the, you know, the many the things. The very basic, yeah, yeah. E- easy things. Like, oh, did you know that we have full-time help? Did you know um, the I landscapers? I piece of jewelry. Yes, just- jewelry, fine art. There's so many avenues. So... Working on that and providing them, like one of my goals is to provide them guidance and assistance and uh, assistance with difficult conversations with clients about that. Also looking at how we interact with our existing clients, not just new business, but, you know, your renewal review comes up, what we're going to call your life cycle of your policy. When are you hearing from us? What are the touch points? Um, Because all of this goes back to relationship. And without a relationship, I wouldn't be here today. Um, and our clients, if they don't feel connected to us, then they're not going to be a client for long. They're going to pick up and go somewhere where somebody says, hey, I can do X, Y, and Z for you, and here's my mobile number. That's going to build a relationship. So we want to work on strengthening our relationships along with really um, making sure the account is as tight as it can be. Um, And when I mean that, it's not always about price. It's about the right coverage. Um, So we'll tell you, you know, you might want to do something, but... You're going to have to sign your life away if we're going to make that change because we don't agree with it. You know, it's really, really important to us. And then as an advisor, like the idea of being an advisor myself and producing insurance, I'm still very early on in that in green and learning from people here in the office from the personal line side to senior leadership to commercial account managers. There are a lot of different processes. One thing that I was going to say earlier I think everybody that works on a carrier side for a big, big company should have to do an internship on an agency side uh, because it's that different to understand um, what you're combating every day with the day-to-day clients. Like Again, insurance isn't on the top of their mind. So... It rarely is. It rarely is. I think it was your third day here, and you're like, Chip, this person's not getting back to me. It's, you know, I'm like, yeah, this is how it is. So, and being from the company side, they, they're probably like, why can't this agent get me X, Y, and Z? Yes. It should be easy. It's a simple task. Exactly. But it's not, it's not always No. It, you think it's pretty on paper, but it doesn't work. So, it's just <laughs> that follow-ups and hounding is, is key. So we're going to look, and then the, really the final, like, or not final, there's always going to be new goals and targets, but grow. What, what 
business operation doesn't want to grow. We want to grow. And that's not just coming from myself and the existing producers that have been at Deland for a long time. Over the last two years, Chip mentioned and Ted, there have been a lot of hires. They're always looking. We are always looking, you should say the firm, for good talent. And if there's good talent out there, we want to talk to you. Yeah. Um, let's have a conversation. Doesn't mean it's a fit, but man, if you're you're good at what you do, uh, that's really important. 100%. Couldn't agree with you more. I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> well, Garrett, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for the kind words you said about DG, and uh, we're so excited to have you. It's been a great first five months, and now it's just the beginning. My pleasure. Thanks. Echoing a lot of what Chip said, nicer weather's rolling around, so you know I want you to take me out into into town so I can see how some uh, you know. Networking and socialization works uh, post-COVID. We'll I've rent been, you a been, scooter and we'll get the gang together. I've, I've, been, I've been stuck at home with three little kids, so, you know, I need to live a little. I don't know how you do it, uh, but yes, um, a night on the town. Look forward to that, and uh, thank you for listening to the Brothers of Risk. <laughs>